It's Black History Month. Uh, when this comes out, it probably won't be Black History Month, but I'm recording this on Black History Month. And, you know, Black History Month has always been kind of a sham, right? Why do we need one month out of the year, the shortest month of that, to celebrate African-American achievement and accomplishment, right? For all Americans, then American history is black history, right? So, you know, for this year, we're not going to talk about African-American achievement. We're going to talk about African-American value. What is the value in 2023 of the African-American community? Now, on the surface, that question seems redundant. It seems obvious. It may even seem insulting. You would say, well, the African-American community has the same value as every other community because everyone's equal. So we all have equal value. To some extent, that's true. <coughs> but when we talk about value of contribution, now we have a deeper question. What is the value of the contributions of the African-American community in America in 2023? I'm tired of hearing from black people how we built this country. You didn't build nothing. You taking credit for stuff that your ancestors did. Right? Ain't nobody living built, built nothing when it comes to the structure of America. So we can stop that there. So what is the true value of the contributions of the African-American community in America in 2023? Let's, re let's rephrase that question. If all black people in America left America in mass, what would go with them that couldn't be replaced? See, it seems like every other community has an answer for that. Except for black people. Because according to everybody, white people have the wealth. So if they leave, the wealth of the country goes with it. The, right? most, of the, most of the CEOs, most of the leadership positions are by white people. So the leadership, the, the civilization, the, the morality, the ethics, the institutions on which this country is founded on was all founded by white people. So if they left, all of that would go with it. Right? The other immigrant communities, most notably the Asians and the Latinos, they found their niche in society where they add tremendous value. Watch what the 2024 election is going to be about. I guarantee you, you will hear more about the Latinx, as Democrats call it, community than at any other time in your life. Both the Asian community and the, and the Latino community add value. They found their niche. That if they left, a hole would be missing in society. What about black people? What do they have that cannot be replaced? Now, when I ask black people this, I tend to get variations of the same answer. Black people are the trendsetters. We're the ones that make everything cool. Both culturally and socially. 
when black people get something, then it, it opens up the door for everybody else to get something. And I retort with the same answer that I've always retorted with. If black people are the trendsetters, why are you still complaining about the same issues that you were complaining about in 1960? Why can't you make the pro-black agenda trendy if you are the trendsetters? Because you can only set trends that are constrained by this system that you've called white supremacy. Why can't you make anti-black discrimination trendy? Because the quote-unquote white people in charge won't let you. So then what real power do you have to make things trendy? If your power is delegated by some bigger power. But let's say that I'm wrong. I'll indulge the answer that black people are the trendsetters of America. I'll indulge it. So that it, it comes down to the simple question of why, why then won't black people take credit for the first trend that they made popular in America. The first trend, which is slavery. Oh, y'all thought white people invented slavery? Y'all think think I'm, I'm playing? Let me ask you this. What's a trade? Like, I'm not talking about a job as in a trade as in a job. What is a trade? A trade is two parties exchange something for something else. I have something of value that you want, and you have something of value that I want, so I trade my thing of value for your thing of value. How do you trade slaves if they weren't already slaves? See, they didn't capture slaves. They traded slaves. The Africans traded your ancestors for raw materials, for commodities, for textiles. You was already slaves. So why can't we say that white people were following the trend that black people set with slavery? And see, this is the hypocrisy of black America. When we talk about black history, we have to to designate a month for black history because white people, they, they distort history in a way that makes them look superior morally, that makes them look good. But then when you talk about black history, you blot out your transgressions, your flaws, just like white people do. You do the same thing. What do you think the 1619 Project is? It's saying, well, actually, the country was founded on slavery. But they got slavery from your ancestors. Right, they, they, they couldn't have gotten the slaves unless they traded something to get you which means you already own so how, how can the country be founded on slavery if slavery was already in existence before the country was founded right whenever you go to do something you look at what prior people have done and you model what they do right modeling is the easiest form 
is the easiest path to success. So why why is it out of the realm of possibility that the white settlers, the white conquistadors from Spain or the explorers looked at African culture and said, well, they enslaving them, so we enslaving them too. Right, so if you have to go and you have to kind of well, we have to put everything in context and, and we have to cut off certain time periods and we can't go past a certain time period and we can only look at this this certain history and that's what everything is built off of. Well, then you're not telling the full story either. So if, if you're doing the same thing that white people is doing, why should I trust your view of history? Right, and... and and so that, that's, where, that's where we get to things like critical race theory, things like systemic racism, right? Because we have to say that racism exists because we have to go look at the historical time period, but we can only go through a certain historical time period. We can't go further back than that. We can't tell the full story of America in the context of world history. So we have to, we have to cut it off and say, well, when America, when when the white people came to America, then slavery started happening, and then that's where that's where this systemic racism, this white supremacy, is built into, right? And and then we have to attribute it to the system, right? We can't say it's individual racism because then how weak does that make black people look? If one individual's racism can stop a whole community. So we have to embody this, this idea of racism, this idea of, of white supremacy within a system. So we, we can't get into the specifics. We have to stay broad. That's what critical race theory is. It says, well, technically racism is in everything. So we have to go look at everything. Now, we don't have a solution for racism. We don't, we don't have an idea for what the institutions should be. We're just saying that you need to examine the institutions and look for racism. Go black people. Right? And, and it's a non, it's, it's a trivial pursuit. It's a non-fruitful pursuit because you don't get to the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is is in the idea of whiteness. Because now what we're saying is we want white supremacy, white privilege to go away, right? That's the issue with America. That's why black people can't get ahead because there's a system of white supremacy. There's a system of white privilege that is embodied in this term called whiteness. If we just got rid of whiteness, then everything would be okay. Well, what is whiteness? And, and see, that's the problem. That's the problem that people run into. You cannot have a concept is not impactful unless it's in a structure that can interpret and act out and manifest the concept. Capitalism, a theory written on paper, can't affect a rich person or a poor person. You have to embody it within a system. Whiteness is the same thing. You can't just say whiteness in the ether and it affects something. You have to attribute whiteness to either a system or a person or a group of people. So how do you abolish whiteness without abolishing white people? 
Now, you want to abolish the whole race, that's genocide. Is that what you're saying? If you're saying that you want to abolish whiteness? I don't think so, actually. I think it's something far more sinister. And this is the root problem of black people. And every year on Black History Month, they try to do stuff to make, to assuage black people's inability to look at the real root problem. You don't want to abolish whiteness. You don't even really want to abolish white supremacy. Because black people as a whole, as a collective, are so used to blaming white supremacy and white privilege for something that if it went away, you wouldn't have an identity. So you don't want it to go away. You want white people to hate themselves as much as black people hate themselves. Oh yeah, that's right. You hate yourself, black America. You know how I know that? I'll say this quote, and I'm paraphrasing the quote. A person's self-image is directly correlated to the amount of investment in oneself. If you really confident about yourself, you'll invest something. You'll put something up on behalf of you. How many times have we got to hear about black people having hundreds of billions of dollars, if not a trillion dollars of purchasing power, but no wealth? Because that's the only thing that would go if black people in mass left America. Black people are the consumers of America. We consume more than any other race, by proportion. We're the consumers. So the politicians, they come up there and they sell you a message that they have no intention of ever fulfilling because they know you're just going to consume it. The TV shows and the movies and the music and the sports, they play towards your ethos because they know you're going to consume. That's all that it is. You're the consumers and you hate yourself because your self-image is so low that that purchasing power is not being invested in your investment. You waiting on the government to give you reparations when you got a trillion dollars of purchasing power. Talking about is white people fault, is the system fault that black people have negative wealth, most people, most people do. That the average black American has $10,000 of wealth and white people have nine times as much wealth. Maybe because white people have a higher self-image. So the money that they do make, they're investing in themselves. The time that they do have, they're investing in themselves. The energy that they do have, they're investing it in themselves. They're not investing it in consuming other people's products. If you have the capability and you have the resources, but you won't do it, you won't take it upon yourself to grow, to learn, to improve your status in society? What is the other conclusion other than you don't believe you can do it? Your self-esteem is so low that you hate yourself because there's something inside of 
the black community that is equal in value to every other person. There's something inside of the black community that is bigger than white supremacy. There is something inside of the black community that is bigger than any system that is built to oppose it. That's why it says in the, con in the Declaration of Independence, we know these truths to be self-evident that all men are equal under God. All men are created equal. That means that there's something inside of you that's inside of the white person that's got nine times more wealth than you. Whatever that is, it's the same. And it's valued the same under God. There is a higher power than white supremacy. And if you ever tapped into it, you will see that white supremacy is actually null and void. Even if it existed, it couldn't stop you. But you hate yourself. And because you hate yourself and misery loves company, you want white people to hate themselves. So you demean white people. So now everything that white people do is because it's privilege. They can't earn anything. It's all because of privilege. It's all because the system is built for you to win. It can't be because white people have, have some sort of ability. It can't be that white people have some sort of self-image at a higher level than black people. It can't be because white people have codes and values and principles that if you use them, you could get to the same level of success that a white person does. It can't be because they understand that there are natural and supernatural laws at work that they are bound to. So even the system of white supremacy is bound by other principles. Even the system of white supremacy is bound by their own principles. So if you did the principles that white people use, they would have no choice but to accept you because you're doing the same, you're following the same principles that they're bound by. But we're not gonna say all that. We just gonna we just gonna go to slavery because white people somehow started slavery. Even though they had to trade for the slaves, which means that they were already slaves, right? So when how many more black history months do we need to go through before before black people admit that they hate themselves? That's what the word nigga is. In case you hadn't noticed, the word nigga is not a term of endearment. It's never been a term of endearment. It was never meant to be a term of endearment. All right? I ask you a question. Name somebody that you actually respect and admire and like want to be like that's black. Would you call them a nigga to their face? Would you call President Obama a nigga to his face? You would never do that. I've never called anybody a nigga to their face that I admired. Like, man, like I admire that about you. Now I used to. But I, I've grown. So you flip the term nigga to be a term of endearment about, about a friend or a homie but even that shows that you hate yourself 
because you were you would use a a term that has always been historically used to to denigrate you and say because I'm saying it, it all of a sudden means this is this is a positive term. No, you just using a negative term delusionally. That's all it is. So you hate yourself, black people. Let's just admit it. Let's admit that it's not white people. It's not a system. It's not slavery. Because all that can be attributed back to us. Who's talking about racism? White people not. White people ain't talking about racism because you're talking about racism. What would happen if black people stopped talking about racism? Let's see how much white people would actually talk about racist stuff if black people just stopped talking about racism. Because you hate yourself. So you're going to bring up you're going to bring up white people's past slavery even though that was their ancestors that they never met and your ancestors that you never met and say that you're owed something because we who in the world is we built this country but yet you have all this purchasing power and no wealth yet we're going to talk about what white people are doing So now you want to abolish whiteness because of what somebody you don't know never met did because you just assume that because they're white, they're inherently racist. Nah, that ain't it. You mad because you're not living up to your potential. It's something on the inside of you that keeps saying that you know you could do more than this. You know you could do more than this. And that internal struggle eating you alive, black people. It's eating you alive. I know it did for me. It's eating you alive. And because you don't want to face the facts, you would rather blame somebody else. I just read this today. And I'm and I'm gonna leave you with this question. I was reading it and one one of my favorite people to, to read. It's Robin Sharma, 5 a.m. club, Marcus Otis Ferrari, leader, had no title. And one of the things that I read from Robin Sharma was, I don't know if it was him or if he was, or if he was talking about somebody, but they defined the term disgrace as when the soul quits, but the body is still able to go on. When the soul quits, but the body is able to go on, that is what a disgrace is. Taking that definition, how can you not say black people are a disgrace to America? How can you not say that black people are a disgrace to America if that's what a disgrace is? Because the soul has quit. Black America has relegated themselves to the victims the perpetual victims of of this mythical anti-black discrimination, white supremacy, whiteness, white privilege. All of that is meant to hold black people back, not any other race, just black people. Because go look at go look at who makes the most income. Asians. Go look at who's getting ready, who's rising in political power. Latinos. So it's only meant to hold black people back. But yet black people will, will readily say 
how much more capable they are of anybody else. If it was, if everything was equal, black people would be would be way more talented. They'd be way more successful. So if the body is capable, but the soul is quit, the soul has quit. How can you not say that black people are a disgrace to America? That's what I think about Black History Month. And so another thing is, uh, I listened to somebody ask me back when back when Kanye was talking about the Jews and stuff. Why why can't why are the Jews so immune to to racism? And I think it goes back to the Bible. It goes back to the Bible. And what I mean by that is the Bible was written by Jews for Jews. One of the reasons why there's a, there's a strong argument to be made that the Bible is true is that Jews have no... They have no... They don't hold anything back when it comes to telling the truth about their ancestors. Their ancestors were rotten. And Jews said it. And it was taught to the Jews how rotten their people were, how sinful their people were. Why can't black people do the same thing? See, you're, they actually distort history now to try to build black people up, woman king. Go, go to the history of the tribe that was portrayed in Woman King. Slave owners. One of the most ruthless tribes towards black people in Africa. But if I distort it to make it look like they were black girl power, we will blot that out of history. And how ironic is that the one black person that has done more for black people in America than anybody else did it with Christian values. Did it based on the Bible, which is the, which is the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Did it based on the Bible. So black people separate yourself from feminism, from liberalism, from queer culture, and get back to the to the only thing that has had tangible progress for black advancement, which is the principles that founded the civil rights movement that was in the Bible. So stop hating yourself get back to loving the Bible and maybe we'll actually have something to celebrate one of these Black History Month.